Good morning. Over the weekend, the General Assembly passed a bill that would fill Virginia's share of Metro's funding gap. But Loudoun supervisors say for us, it's worse than if there had been no bill at all. For Tuesday, March 13th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. State legislators have nearly unanimously passed a bill to fund Metro Rail that our county supervisors say will gut transportation funding in Northern Virginia and especially Loudoun. That bill has gotten accolades from legislators in other places around the state and Loudoun's own Chamber of Commerce for filling Virginia's estimated $154 million share of Metro's funding gap. But Loudoun County Supervisor Matt Letourneau said Loudoun would have been better off with no bill at all. Letourneau and other leadership on our Board of Supervisors said the bill is bad for Loudoun because it strips money from the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority, which funds hundreds of millions of dollars of transportation projects every year. That money will instead now go straight to Metro. That includes funding from the Northern Virginia region's grantors tax, its transient occupancy tax, and its gas tax, among other sources. There isn't much actual new money in this bill, just moving money around. The only new money expected to result from the bill is $22 million from a gas tax floor in the Northern Virginia region. Taking money from the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority for Metro puts a heavier burden on Loudoun. Loudoun is responsible for 7.5% of Virginia's share of Metro costs, but about 18% of the authority's funding. So shifting money from the authority means Loudoun is paying a bigger share of Metro's costs. And according to Supervisor Ralph Bona, the grantors tax also puts a particularly heavy load on Loudoun. That's a tax on real estate transactions, and as you may know, Loudoun has a pretty busy real estate state market. Bona said Loudoun pays more grantors tax per capita, in other words per person, than anyone else in the region, but our contribution to Metro is the smallest per capita in the region. So taking that money from the grantors tax, again, means we pay more. According to the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority's 2017 annual report, last year the grantors tax and the transient occupancy tax together added up to more than $81 million in revenues. This also comes at an important moment for transportation in Northern Virginia, not that we aren't always trying to get more roads built here in Northern Virginia. This year, for the first time, more than half of Loudoun's six-year capital spending plan is tied up in transportation projects, which is worth noting are nominally a state responsibility. In that plan, Loudoun relies heavily on Northern Virginia Transportation Authority funding. The authority was set up in 2013 to let Northern Virginia raise revenues to pay for transportation projects since the state wasn't keeping up. This year, the authority is passing its first six-year plan. Loudoun and the authority are both nearing a vote on their respective six-year plans, but now that's all been shaken up by the General Assembly's decision to take a lot of that money for Metro. 
Bona said taking that money away could also affect the authority's credit rating, since the ratings agencies like to see a steady source of funding, and the state has now messed with that. Still, this bill was supported by every member of Loudoun's state delegation except Delegate Dave LaRock and Senator Dick Black. Delegate John Bell said there was no appetite in the General Assembly, including, of course, Delegate LaRock, for imposing any new taxes. Without that, the state has to make do with what's available, and he said given Metro's safety and reliability problems, doing nothing is not an option. The bill represents the first time Virginia will provide direct tax funding for Metro. It would also help Metro issue general obligation bonds to help defray the upfront costs of catching up on years of underfunding and neglect to maintaining the system. Under this bill, if Metro's expenses grow by more than 3% annually, the state would automatically start withholding 35% of Metro funding from Virginia. This bill now goes to the desk of Governor Ralph Northam, where he can either sign it, veto it, or make some changes and send it back to the legislature for another vote. Yesterday morning, he said he would be making some tweaks to it. While he did not reveal details, he said he would seek to fund Metro from other sources besides just diverting funding from Northern Virginia transportation projects. Anyway, go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, you may recall we reported a while ago on parents who said their special needs children had been locked in isolation in small rooms for hours at a time. In response to those allegations, school superintendent Eric Williams has sent an open letter to the Special Education Advisory Committee, a 21-member committee appointed by school board members. Williams said the school system acknowledges that there have been instances in which the guidelines have not been followed and said the school system apologizes for each time. The school system has requested that the Virginia Department of Education conduct an audit of the school system's practices around seclusion and restraint. Loudoun delegates have also asked the state to get involved. Speaking of the state, a bill on its way to becoming state law could have prevented a former band director at Dominion High School accused of sexual misconduct from getting a teaching job in Florida. Both chambers of the General Assembly unanimously passed a bill that requires the local school board to adopt policies that prohibit any school employee or contractor from helping another employee get a new job if he or she is believed to have engaged in sexual misconduct with a minor or student. That would presumably have excluded the letters of recommendation that former band director Brian Damron got from Dominion High School principal John Brewer and music supervisor Michael Pearson, and which helped Damron get a job in Duval County, Florida. Damron had abruptly resigned from his job at Dominion and was suspected of making sexual advances towards students. The bill's language describes exactly that situation. Brewer was placed on administrative leave in December 2016, just as the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office launched an investigation of Brian Damron, who served as Dominion's band director from July 2012 to January 2015 under Brewer. The Sheriff's Office investigation was prompted by reports from a 15-year-old student in Jacksonville, Florida, that Damron had made sexual advances toward him. Williams only reported this to the Virginia Department of Education in January 2017, two years after Damron resigned and a month after he placed Brewer on leave to ask that Damron's teaching license be canceled. Damron did not object to that cancellation, but noted his signature did not constitute an admission of guilt and the sheriff's investigation did not result in any criminal charges. Williams recommended firing Brewer over this incident. A year ago this month, the school board did technically do that, then immediately voted to rehire him on a probationary period for three years after huge outcry from the Dominion High School community. 
There were two fatal crashes over the weekend in Loudoun. The first happened early Sunday morning on Berlin Turnpike near Fremont Overlook Lane, north of Percival. According to the sheriff's office, Cherry Coleman, 48, of Charlestown, West Virginia, was traveling northbound on Berlin Turnpike at 3.20 in the morning when she failed to negotiate a curve and ran straight off the road and into a tree. She was pronounced dead at the scene. The second crash was on Route 606 that next night. According to the Virginia State Police, the crash occurred at 9.20 p.m. on Old Ox Road near Douglas Court. One person died in the crash. According to the sheriff's office, the crash happened when a driver struck a parked tractor trailer. No additional details have yet been released. They were the second and third fatal crashes in Loudoun County in 2018. Last year at this time, there had been five fatal crashes, resulting in six fatalities. And after seven months of work by a special committee and a team of consultants, the project to get traffic moving and safe on Route 15 north of Leesburg is moving forward. On Friday and Saturday, more than 200 Loudoners from around the area went to open house forums to talk about some of the proposals on the table. This has been something people have been talking about for decades, but it's been difficult to reach consensus. Supervisor Gary Higgins said he thinks that's changing with this latest effort, and he said he's confident that many of the proposals, including new roundabouts at intersections, turn lanes, and wider shoulders, will get funding relatively quickly. Importantly, he said, the latest study on Route 15 found there is enough right-of-way there to make the improvements without having to acquire or condemn any private property. At those meetings, Loudoners saw displays on the crash-prone areas and traffic choke points on Route 15 and saw a range of options to deal with those. They also filled out questionnaires to share their views. The county government and the Virginia Department of Transportation are moving ahead with a plan to widen Route 15 to four lanes from the Leesburg Bypass, possibly as far north as Montresor Road. The committee on this hasn't proposed widening Route 15 north of Montresor, but there is a separate project proposed to build a Luckett's bypass to get around a choke point and improve safety around Luckett's Elementary School. Anyway, you can see the latest study and what is being proposed at loudon.gov route 15, and you can get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudoun calendar, tonight, Old Ox Brewery will be hosting Science on Tap, the Loudoun County Public Library's series for adults to meet, drink, and talk science. This time, Carl Svoboda, Greek leader at Janelia Research Campus, will talk about how the most far-out scientific advancements help our local economy. It's at Old Ox Brewery tonight at 6.30 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudoun.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, get elected to the General Assembly and redirect a million dollars of Northern Virginia transportation funding to build a 50-foot-tall, constantly lit, slowly revolving statue of the Morning Minute logo to tell all your friends and subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Hey.